This is the Studio Alchemy Podcast, episode 93. You get what you pay for. Our quote of the day was said by the uh, art critic, (laughs) John Ruskin. He said, quality is never an accident. It is the result of intelligent effort. Hello, everyone. The purpose of this podcast is to explore creative ways to transform our lives using visualization, manifestation, art making, and self-help techniques. Alchemy was the ancient study of changing materials from one thing into another, and we all do this every day. Every choice you make is transforming our world. On this podcast, we explore ways we can change both our physical and spiritual selves for the better. On this podcast, we hunt for the wise balance between accepting what is and taking empowered action. My name is Addie Hirshton. I am an artist. I sign my paintings with the name Vita. I teach online creativity classes and have written a few books, including The Alchemy of Painting, Developing Your Style and Purpose, and my new book that was recorded for Audible, Start Selling Your Art, A Guide to Starting a Professional Art Business. When this podcast first started, it was to share just stories about artists and was called the Alchemy of Art Podcast. And now we are the Studio Alchemy Podcast and have expanded our topics of discussion to include ways everyone can harness their creative energy. To find out more about my projects and classes and sign up for my art newsletter, I invite you to go to my website, studioalchemy.art. Announcements. I currently, so this is December 2022. I have just created a free mini course on my teachable site, which is where you can have online classes that you can do and take at any time. And this new one that I've created is called The Magic of Visualization. It's just a short uh, 25 minute video and it's super fun, um, very the secret and, and uh, I talk about manifestation and I talk about how to get and create what you actually want, not what you don't want. And um, also my visionary life plan class is 70% off um, and that's just until January 6, 2023. And if you want that deal, then you use the code NEW YEAR 2023 in all caps at checkout. And to take uh, either of those courses, you want to go to um, studioalchemy.art and then click on online classes and it'll take you to my teachable site. All right, so my topic of the day is you get what you pay for. And this is, you know, one of those things that's just been rattling around in my head lately. Um, It's been a theme the past month, if you will. And so I thought I'd just take a a moment to talk about some of these issues, Um, especially in terms of how much people are paid for their work. So you get what you pay for. This is like an old cliche, right? (laughs) And it simply means that if you buy something that is cheap and you didn't pay much for it, then it's probably going to fall apart and it's not going to be good quality. And if you spend more money uh, and get a better product, then it'll be worth it. That's what that means. You get what you pay for. Um, And... 
in the art world, we can see this in many different ways. Um, so if I go out and I buy art materials to create a painting, um, then if I get the cheapest paint, well, the super cheap paint will actually flake off uh, in just a couple of years. Um, or if I get paint that it has lead in it or whatever, like maybe it's toxic and maybe it'll be sick, it'll make me sick. Um, so we want to be careful that we're getting good quality materials so that what we are then creating is of better quality itself. Um, maybe some of you aren't artists, okay? But no matter what you do for a living, you create something when you go to work, right? And in the marketplace, if you are an employer and you pay people the cheapest amount you possibly can, you're probably going to end up with the workers who don't really want to do much and who, and I feel that there's lots of situations out there, unfortunately, where people are being taken advantage of by, um, by big companies that, that, you know, have a monopoly on the, the employment and then they can just pay people whatever they want and then they don't end up with good quality and they don't end up with, you know, employees that are happy and healthy and living good quality lives. So, for example, years ago I worked for a community art space where I was teaching and there were many, many other teachers in this facility and none of us had been given raises in many years and I had a, a meeting with an HR person and I asked the HR person, I said, you know, I know that, you know, budget's tight or whatever, but I've not had a raise in five years, you know, nobody else has either. Um, when do you expect to give us pay increases or even just standard of living pay increase? And this HR person laughed at my question and then said, oh, you art majors are a dime a dozen. If you leave, I will replace you. And I was so shocked <laughs> uh, to have this flippant, dismissive, um, and downright insulting remark flung at me that, I mean, I just sort of sat there aghast. Um, and I thought to myself in that split second, you know what, I could quit right now. Because I, I could have, you know, I was financially, it was like, I could just quit. But I had several different special needs students who really counted on me. I was in the middle of the semester with a bunch of different classes I was juggling. And all of my students would have just thought I had been a flake if I just so all of a sudden pulled out. So I decided to just stay where I was, but I started making plans to leave. And... Um, since that time, I left that company and I know of three other uh, teachers who left the company and all started their own businesses, um, which are now competing with that original company. <laughs> so, um, 
And of course, you know, this insulting remark that this person said was just so strangely out of touch with the reality of um, what we were doing as instructors there. The reality was and is that every teacher, every person who goes to work at any job brings their unique set of skills and talents and personality to the table to contribute to the running of the overall company. And in, in reality, my teaching was so different than all these other teachers who were there. Um, and, you know, I developed a, a set of students who loved my particular style, other uh, teaching artists there also got a following for people who were drawn to their style. And to just say we were all the same was completely oblivious to the wants and needs of our students, for one thing. I mean, they were purchasing a product, our teaching and um, and the way we put our classes together. And no, they were not all the same. Uh, you know, I have specializations. I have things that I um, have learned how to do over years and years of work. And um, so, but you know, but no matter what the job is, you know, if you are um, a manager, you look at the skills that people bring to the table and then and accentuate those skills, encourage them to do what they're best at and good at, and know what roles people should be placed in and so that everyone is working to their best strengths. And, I, and by the way, I think that this attitude that I, that I got from this person is, is kind of standard, sadly, in so many different community colleges and, and um, you know, anywhere where you have adjunct faculty or, um, but, but it could also go for other types of, um, of jobs as well. But I think it's a sad trend that people think of well, anyone who has a certain degree, a uh, certain set of skills, they're all the same. So ultimately, that person who was an HR person didn't value me or any of the other instructors who were there. But I valued myself, so I decided to step away from it. And one of the biggest things I learned with that is that if you are the person who is taking in the money for the services that you're rendering, you will be making far more money. <laughs> so at the end of that next semester, after this person had been insulting to me, I totaled up the amount that I had been paid and the amount that my students had paid for their classes. And I was shocked to find that I had earned only 3% of what my students had paid. 3%. So um, now I teach in my own studio. I am in charge of it. I take in all the money. Um, and I, ha of course, have a very complicated business where I have to you know, 
I have to purchase the materials that my students are going to use, and there's a lot of ins and outs that go along with my business that I didn't have to deal with before. But I come out ahead because I am the one who's actually taking in the money. Um, and I just like to say, I mean, not everybody is in a situation where they can, you know, depending on their career, they can step into the role of just doing it themselves, becoming their own boss. It's not practical for everyone to do that. Um, our, <laughs> our society and all the different things we do are so complex. But, um, but I'd like to say that I'd really wish that more upper management business people of all forms would recognize that when you value your employees, it, it, it's kind of the same as valuing your materials to make sure <laughs> that the, the quality of what you are producing is... It's, it's making the lives of everyone in your community better. It's, you know, it's not, when we create something, it's not just about the bottom line of how much money did we produce. Did we do it ethically? Did we do it uh, with considering environmental issues? Did we do it in a way that really is the best outcome for everyone involved? And when you are the head of a company or in a role where you can make choices, it's important to keep in mind that every choice you make in whatever you are building is going to affect everything else around it. And that does include um, how much we pay people. And you know, one of the things, one of the reasons why this has been on my mind so much lately is we have you know so much inflation that's going on at the moment, and so you know I just went to the grocery store this morning and cereal was seven dollars at my grocery store, <laughs> which is like I don't know double what it was a couple years ago or whatever, and so when we have inflation going up so much, we've got to pay workers more so they can pay for their basic things and it's just a f it's going to trickle down and affect everything else i recently had this all brought uh, back in my face again in a different way because um, i'm finishing up a book project and um, and that's you know closing the the chapter on that stage of my life and i thought to myself oh you know i could take on another job in addition to what I'm doing. Um, you know, I, I teach my classes and I paint and sell the paintings in art fairs and from my studio. But you know, I could, I could do something else, like I could add on a one day a week job and that that might be something that could fill my time. Um, and I wasn't sure exactly what I want that to be and sort of been brainstorming and thinking about it. And then I came across a job with, um, a company that is far away, but it would be working remote. And it seemed like it could be a good fit. So I had an interview with them. And, but I was absolutely shocked that they wanted to pay me $12 an hour when I haven't earned $12 an hour in over 15 years. And, um, <laughs> and, I had looked up the average pay for this particular type of position, and that was $22 per hour. 
And so clearly, this company that put out this job was really not keeping up with both inflation and the current trends of what um, the going rate is for that type of job. And so, you know, what's going to happen? They're going to end up with with the, the folks who can't get any other job, maybe somebody who's really, really young um, and doesn't have a lot of experience. Um, I do feel that that's potentially taking advantage of those folks. But also, I mean, really, it's going to end up biting them in the butt because it's going to be like karma. You know, they're going to, they're not going to have as good a quality of product because they're not willing to pay for people who have a lot of skills and a lot of experience under the belt. So my main message of the day is that you get what you pay for. And that is with both the materials that we put into our, whatever we are creating and being willing to pay people what they are worth for their um, skills and their level of education and everything that they have put behind their careers. So uh, being chintzy and being stingy is, I think, only going to come back to haunt you. And, the, and there's so many different ways we could apply this to our lives. So I've just thought of two. But I invite you to think of, of ways in your own life that, you know, maybe you've been, you've been paying for the cheapest thing when you should be paying more because it really would be worth it. All right, so enough ranting. This concludes <laughs> the Studio Alchemy podcast. May these thoughts and stories comfort and heal your spirit. May you be filled with inspiration. May you be like the lotus flower and build your home in the muddy water. May you find your voice.